Marcus. You know we be up in the club. Shaking it up, mommy, don't break it Taking it down, taking it down, I love the way you snake it You got the best of me, doing what you do Up in the VIP Welcome to the Setting the Edge podcast This is Justice Mosqueda, you can find me at Twitter At J-U-M-O-S-Q I'm here with my co-host, Charles McDonald, at 4 Say what's up to the people, Charles What's up to the good people? So we're going to do a Setting the Edge special preview of the Senior Bowl Since we're both going to go down uh, to Mobile uh, We've figure we should probably do one of these damn previews because we're we're flying uh, I, at least i am flying halfway across the country to go see this damn game so uh we should start out how do you want to do this but by position or by team or uh let's start off by let's do it by position and then kind of compare, compare contrast like the north and south teams all right so at quarterback we got josh dobbs your your twin <laughs> that's that's my goal for the week to get a selfie with dobbs I'm just gonna get long snappers to call Bruce Arians a liar. That's the that's the entire point. And I'm gonna see if I can finesse uh, the long snappers from Alabama. I want to try to figure out how to ask him about the kick six without getting punched in the throat. Was he on that team for that? Yeah. Oh, he, oh, yeah, he was on that team. He had to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna try to figure out how to finesse that one. So at quarterback, I mean, we got Josh Dobbs, Tennessee, Davis Webb, California, Antonio Pipkin from Tiffin, which I believe is a D2 school, CJ Beathard of Iowa, uh, Cephala Fowl from Colorado and Nate Peterman from Pittsburgh. The dude from Pittsburgh is a guy who's kind of getting a little bit of hype. Um, sucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a senior quarterback, man. Senior quarterbacks don't get drafted in the first two rounds. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, Davis Webb was a transfer out of Texas tech. He's the guy who left because, uh, he couldn't beat up Baker Mayfield. He couldn't beat up Baker Mayfield or, Patrick um, Mahomes. what's his name? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Mahomes hive, or I think we're Mahomes hive. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Um, I think who turned down these games? Uh, the Baylor quarterback is still hurt, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. He was invited. Seth Russell and Chad Kelly. I think they're going to be yeah, just Chad going Kelly. through uh, interviews, like, mm-hmm. not working out, and then uh, Deshaun Watson turned it yeah, down. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. I, mean, I don't Which, think anyone expected Not a bad idea. Someone was like, he should just like hand the ball off for like the entire week. And I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like if you're gonna play in the game, play in the game. If you're not, not like yeah. If you're not gonna play, don't go. Like why, why yeah. waste your time for that week? Um, well, it like it's like Deshaun Watson hasn't had enough reps, right? I mean, it's only like he started for three years in college football. Yeah, it's not like people are mocking the dude first overall who like has only started for one season or anything like that. Oh, mm. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> no, that's fine. I I I I guess you'd say bash Deshaun Watson on Twitter because I was like, yo, he's not making normal reads on a double slant, and people like freaked out and then said, I assume too much. I'm like, I've coached this before. Like I've co- like I've read shit about how to coach this like exact like I don't know. Yeah. It's a fucking double slant. There's only one way to fucking read it. Did you see that uh that quote from uh WalterFootball.com today where some some scout said Deshaun Watson doesn't make any reads. All of his throws three are predetermined, and I just want to say like. <laughs> What quarterback on any level doesn't like read any part of the field? He's just like, <laughs> you know, like I, my my high school quarterback has made several reads before. I can't, like I think people kind of overrate. Like I don't know, man. You can tell what people know what they're talking about and what people don't because like like I had I started a sophomore in high school this year and like that dude can make like three reads in one play. Yeah, I, I mean, you think a a team can go against Nick Saban 
with no reads in their offense and get past midfield, get out of here. <laughs> um, all right, so do you have any thoughts on these guys? I mean, they all suck. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to watch these quarterbacks at all. Yeah, I mean, if you, I'm out. The guy who's kind of getting buzzed, Nate Peterman. If you want to go on YouTube and search Nate Peterman, the first thing that comes up is like a video called "The Worst Pass of All Time," and it's when he was still at Tennessee. Oh, he was the Tennessee guy. Yeah, throwing oh. literally one of the worst passes I've ever seen for an interception to it. I think it was a two <laughs> defensive lineman. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all you got on the quarterbacks. So at running back, we got uh, Danelle Pumphrey, who you guys probably know from like the rushing record and all that. If you got, you, most people don't watch San Diego State football, but they'll probably they probably see, saw a headline off of that. Jamal Williams from BYU is kind of an interesting guy, uh, really explosive. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Corey Clement, he was kind of a guy who was supposed to be like the next line of all those Wisconsin running backs. Uh, I believe he even like made a statement that he was going to return last season. So like he was a guy who potentially could have left for the NFL draft last year. And then Davion Smith from Michigan has been a late addition. He ended up moving up from the Shrine game to the senior bowl. It sounded like they used him more as a pass catcher down at the Shrine game. And that's kind of what has elevated him. I think Jeff Risden even went as far to say uh, Jeff Risden from New GM. Go follow him on Twitter. He's done a good week uh, covering the Shrine game. Um, he said that, like, if Michigan, like, knew that Davion Smith could uh, catch out of the backfield, like, that offense would have looked totally different. Yeah. And uh, two other guys are uh, Kareem Hunt from Toledo. Can't say I've seen him. And uh, <laughs> Matt Days from North Carolina State, who I, I actually did. Is he the fullback guy? No, he's a, he's a running back. Five, okay. 5'10", 203. And I actually did catch a couple North Carolina State games this year. By accident, I didn't go out of my way to do. I'm not a nerd, I promise. Uh, but Days is actually a pretty solid football player, and I remember when he was with uh, Brissett last year when Brissett was a senior. They had a nice little trio between Brissett, Days, and uh, their receiver Jalen Samuel. So I think I think Days is going to be that a guy that kind of makes himself some money this year. But I, I think a guy that that's been getting a lot of hype on. Draft Twitter, at least uh, Jamal Williams. I, I, I he looks yeah. He looks he's like he's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I and I end up watching some BYU games just because I mean they play like a pseudo Mountain West schedule. You know what I mean? And I'm up on Saturday for these games, if nothing yeah. else, at like bars or something. So I end up watching a, a decent amount, at least, of BYU football. And he he's a legitimate NFL player. I guess I'd say that. Yeah, I, I mean he he looks apart, and I, he's. You know, I, I think uh, John Ledyard, John Ledyard for uh, Inside the Pile was kind of talking about him the other day, and he he just he's a really complete back. You know, he catches the ball, he blocks well, uh, he's pretty shifty, he's got good straight line speed. So I, I think Days and Williams are going to be two guys that make themselves some money this week. Yeah, uh, at receiver we got on the North Squad just some names that I know that I'll speak of. Uh, Zay Jones of East Carolina, he's a guy who put up an insane amount of numbers. Uh, he's related to someone. I can't remember who he's related to. Yeah, okay. uh, good info there. Yeah, super good info. Uh, it's an NFL player. Wait, uh, was the ECU receiver who's on Atlanta, is his last name Jones? No, that's Justin Hardy. Okay, I'm an idiot. He's related to someone who's in the NFL or who has played in the NFL recently. Uh, super good info on this podcast. Uh, Amara uh, Darbo from Michigan. He's kind of like a height, weight, speed type of guy. Uh, pretty big dude. Uh, Trent Taylor from Louisiana Tech. Very small guy. Everyone seems to like him. I haven't seen enough Louisiana Tech football. I'm sorry. It's only January. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cooper uh, Cup. He's on our. De- he's on my Debbie team in our fantasy league. 
uh, from Eastern Washington. He's a guy who people have said he's been flirt. I mean, he flirted with the draft coming out last season. Um, he's a guy that like people were like, hey, he's kind of the dude who made Vernon Adams at Eastern Washington before he transferred to Oregon. Um, he might end up being, I mean, you're going to hear your Jordy Nelson type. Like that. that's pretty much what you're going to hear on him. Um, Jalen Robinette from uh, Air Force. He's a guy who moved up from the East-West Shrine game. I know some people have said uh, Quan Treadwell type of like uh, comparisons as, in terms of like uh, body types, right? And like height, weight, speed, at least athleticism. Yeah. And then Amba, Amba, uh, Amba Edatawa from Syracuse, who people have kind of said is like a poor man's Kevin White. Yeah, I just looked up by uh... Zay Jones you know, on a Wikipedia, and it says that his uncle was former Saints quarterback Jeff Blake. That's who it is. He's related to someone. I feel like everyone's related to Jeff Blake. Didn't Jeff Blake have like a? Uh, he was like related to a dude who was like a receiver at Auburn for a while. Um, his, like he just his, throwing, his, he, his oldest son Emery Blake was on that Cam Newton uh, the Cam yeah. Newton championship team. He's just throwing passes to everyone in his family. That's some smart shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was about to say on the on the south side, Artavis Scott, who I, I didn't know he was a senior. I thought he was still a junior, but you know he he's a, he accomplished a lot uh, at his career at Clemson, and you know the other big the other two big names I would say are uh, Ryan Switzer from North Carolina and uh, future New England Patriots receiver, <laughs> and uh, Taewon Taylor from Western Kentucky. It, like in the limited showing I've seen of Taewon Taylor when I was watching uh, some Forest Lamp tape. I thought, you know, Taewon Taylor looks like he looks like he could be a dude at the next level. I, I think he's he's already pretty polished. He's not the most aggressive and physical dude at the catch point, but I I, I think he's got a role as like a number two or number three receiver moving forward. I think some people are excited about uh, Travis Durrell, the dude from uh, Louisiana State. It sounds like a lot of people will kind of apologize for the talent that uh, Louisiana State has put out. Are at, you, why are you calling LSU Louisiana State? I don't know. I'm an idiot. LSU. Just call him LSU. All right. My bad. I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I'm a robot, man. I'm sorry. So the dude at LSU, a lot of people would just be like, yeah, their quarterback play was horrible. We can't really evaluate them as receivers, which that's fine. I mean, we're going to be able to see at the senior bowl, so we'll figure it out. And then Fred Ross at Mississippi State. Um, this is a guy who quietly led Mississippi State last season uh, even uh, in like uh, receiving yards and receiving touchdowns, I believe, with Dak, Pres- or with, uh, yeah, with Dak Prescott. Um not this past year, but in 2015, and then that one dude declared, and he didn't get drafted. I can't remember the name of that Mississippi State receiver. Derunio, Derunio, uh, yeah, every, everyone Wilson. was everyone was excited about Deronia Wilson, and then like you check the stats, and it's like well, Fred Ross was kind of like the number one receiver there. Well, what, what happened with Deronia Wilson was he got to the combine, he ran a four nine. So I mean, that's automatic death sentence right there. Yeah, he 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 ended up running a, a Ladarius Gunter. It was not good. Yeah. So. Um, uh, the tight ends very much on the south side. So the south side's got uh, O.J. Howard, who might be a first-round pick. Evan Ingram, who people have compared to to uh, uh, Jordan Reed. Yeah, Aaron, yeah, every H-back, <laughs> like group H-back ever. And then Jared, uh, Gerald Everett from uh, South Alabama, who's like been the most productive tight end in college football the past two seasons. Um, and then the, on the north side, we have three names that I'm not aware of. I think Mike Roberts from Toledo was at uh, the Shrine game, though. And people were like, he has very large hands. Uh, I remember the name Jeremy Sprinkle because he was the guy who got busted shoplifting at the Belk Bowl. Oh, he was the Belk guy. Yeah, he was the guy who got arrested shopping at the Belk Bowl. When they we're gonna, we're you, gonna get him on the podcast. Oh, we have to. When they give you a free, when they give you a free gift card to the Belk stores, he got caught shoplifting from a Belk store. It's like five hundred dollars. So, 
I don't know what he's doing there, but we definitely got to get him on the podcast. But from what I saw uh, in when I watched Arkansas earlier this year, Sprinkle is actually a pretty talented player, and I, I think he's I, I think he's kind of underutilized, kind of like OJ Howard was at Alabama. And I, if if he can kind of convince teams that he's not an absolute moron, I think he could be a nice little value pick in the mid rounds. As far as the offensive tackles are, <clears throat> or we'll just go O line. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. break down O line. Just completely north-south. Um, Taylor Moten, I think that's one of the guys that we both end up liking uh, from Western Michigan. Uh, he's a guy who's listed as a tackle right now. He was listed as a guard early on, which is – that that kind of makes me happy because I, I think he was one of the more productive uh, offensive tackles as far as like pro football focuses grades are concerned. And he was like a finalist for like all these O-line awards. Uh, yeah, I, I think I – think <coughs> really uh, – Jesus – Oh, I fuck! I yeah, I hit the cough button. Fuck. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I think Milton's really talented. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of people don't really watch Western Michigan football. And he kind of got overshadowed by what Corey Davis was doing down there. But I, I mean, I, I think you could make a case for Milton being a, like a top three tackle talent in this class. You know, he he doesn't. You know, he he didn't face the best competition at Western Michigan, but. He moves really well. He's he's got a mean streak, and I, I think his pass pro and his run technique are both, you know, pretty solid. And for a guy who's listed on the Senior Bowl website, six five, three hundred twenty eight pounds, he's got a really nice ability to mirror speed rushers off the edge. And yeah. I, I think he's going to blow up the combine when he uh, when we get to that phase of the draft season. Uh, Zach Banner from USC. He's listed at six nine, three hundred sixty pounds. He's very large and he's bad. He's Lincoln Kennedy's son, I think. Yeah. Um. That's the that's the thing on him. Uh, Julian Davenport from Bucknell. Uh, he's a guy who plays FCS ball. Um. People seem to be excited about him. I haven't seen a single snap of him. Uh. Dion Dawkins from Temple. He's listed as a guard, but I think he might have a shot playing offensive tackle at the next level. Other than that, I'm not really interested in any of these names on the offensive line. If nothing else, for ignorance of not seeing them yet. The the only other dude that's kind of interesting is Connor McDermott, and only because that dude got annihilated got, by yeah. Miles Garrett to start the season. So <laughs> he gets his ass kicked. So yeah, he got destroyed. So I, I think it, he needs he needs to have a good week because whew. <laughs> I mean, if you go He's back and wa- if you go back and watch that, I mean, that was that was straight domination, like Hulk. Uh, smashing Loki at the end of the Avengers. It was, it if you was if you watch Miles Garrett against USC or, or UCLA, um, it's straight up like, yeah, he's the number one pick. Like, I think that was my reaction to it after I watched that game. I think that was like the opening game of the season too for him. And I was like, yep, Miles Garrett, number one pick. I've never seen a guy like Miles Garrett was making plays with his back to the ball. Like, it's pretty amazing to see what he's done. Um, Antonio Garcia from Troy. He's kind of a guy who's catching on late. Uh, Duke Manyweather and uh, Josh Norris, who's going to be on the podcast next week. Uh, they were tweeting about him. They said that they were kind of excited about him earlier. Uh, Forrest Lamp from Western, Western Kentucky. He's a guy who's probably going to come a little bit short of 6'4", uh, which is kind of a huge deal in the NFL because there's not there's not a single 6'3 offensive tackle in the NFL. I, th- I think that's a fact because I think if you look up like 6'4 flat, you're like first percentile on like mock draftable. Um, yeah, I, so, think the, I think the only guy who's – who like the only two guys I can think of who started at tackle that are under 6'4", like Willie Colon and Damian Woody. So it's, it's really yeah. rare. Like I think even uh, so, David Bakhtiari, the Green Bay Packers left tackle, he declared uh, as a 21 year old, and he was given a second round grade by the NFL Draft Advisory Board, and then he measured in at like six four and like a quarter 
of an inch or something like that, and then he ended up being a fourth round pick, and he ended up being a huge steal for Green Bay. He, I mean, yeah, you know, turned out right. But I, that that's how these guys get evaluated. If you're at, if you're at six four or under six four, you're you end up playing guard. He's listed as a guard right now. He might end up. He might he might be the best offensive lineman uh, at the Senior Bowl. Like he sh- he kind of shut down Alabama's guys. Yeah, he did. I thought that was really, really impressive, and I think he's talented enough to play tackle. But if he measures in under six four, they're gonna they're gonna kick him inside. I'd, I'd give him a shot because you're gonna play in the NFL. You're just gonna play your five best guys anyway, and you'll figure out how to mix and match them. I try him out at tackle before I kick him inside. Honestly, same. Uh, I think another name that's pretty interesting on the uh, South teams is Danny Isidore from Miami. I remember watching him. Uh, it was before the uh, the se- It was before the 2015 season, I want to say, and you know he was just he was just an ass kicker at guard. Like uh, he was just killing dudes on the inside. But injuries forced him to play right tackle uh, uh, for the 2015 season. If you go back and watch like Shaq Lawson against Miami for that season, he is just kicking the shit out of. Danny Isidore. So I think Isidore, his future is inside. And if he can kind of rekindle that magic he had from the 2015 season, and he even had some nice flashes in the 2016 season, I think he, he's a guy that could uh, make himself some money this week, too. Um, I Let's hit edge rushers and then you can hit the D linemen because I, right. I know you've hit D linemen. You, you have, or D tackles, I should yeah. say. You, you, you've watched way more of these D tackles than I have. I haven't seen Deshaun Hall from Texas AM. Um, but other than that, I mean, we got guys like, as far as pass rushers are concerned, we have Dwayne Smoot out of Illinois. He's kind of like a poor man's Shaq Lawson, kind of an unrefined version of him. Uh, Derek Rivers from Youngtown State, he's going to be a huge riser. I don't think people understand how good that kid is, even though he's played at the FCS level. He's the school's leader in uh, sacks. And even when he went against like West Virginia, which is a wide open offense where you want to get the ball out as fast as possible, uh, he was able to make a couple plays. Uh, Hassan Riddick from Temple, he's probably a dude who's going to end up being like 222. 30 range right in terms of weight um he played defensive end for temple he might have to be a run and chase linebacker he's a guy who legitimately can play three four outside linebacker he doesn't really have pass rushing moves but he's an incredible athlete uh he'll make tackles behind the line of scrimmage outside the numbers on the opposite side like from when the ball is uh, like on the opposite hash um so i mean he's incredible athlete can hang in coverage i mean he's really like He's, he's the true linebacker type of these, like, pass rushers, right? Uh, then we got guys like Jordan Willis. Uh, he's really explosive and stiff. Uh, I can't really say much more than that from Kansas State. Ryan Anderson, who's kind of not bad at anything and not good at anything. And uh, some people have had him ranked as, like, a top 30 player. That's kind that's yeah, insane to me. That's kind of crazy. That, yeah, um, I don't know about that. Uh, Vince Beagle, who is the better pass rusher from Wisconsin. Uh, TJ Watt declared earlier this year, I don't really understand how Vince Beagle is any worse than TJ Watt. Vince Beagle has issues controlling his body, but from a pure traits perspective, he blows Watt out of the water. Uh, Josh Carraway played at TCU. They don't play a real defense. It's really hard to grade him. Uh, He doesn't have any refining of his moves, but he's kind of a little bit of an athlete. Uh, Tyus Bowser kind of dropped into coverage all the time, but people say he's a pass rusher. I don't know. Uh, Tona Tona <laughs> Tona from Villanova. Yes. I have no idea how to spell his name. His last name is K Pass A G Non. Uh, so I'm he, not gonna he's, try to. He's Tona from Villanova for the rest of. The yeah, week. Tona. He's 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 gonna go by Nova like the yeah. entire the entire week. Um, he's really fucking big. 
Uh, he's like six six, uh, probably two eighty five ish. Um, his like elbow starts at like his hip. Uh, that dude's got incredible length, even relative to his huge frame. Uh, and then Carol Phillips from Illinois, who some people will tell you is better than Dwayne Smoot from Illinois. Those people are liars. Those people are liars. Um, if we're gonna go, uh, I mean, there there's some guys missing from this edge rusher class. I mean, uh, Joe Mathis from Washington's hurt, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, Tim Williams, Jonathan Allen from Alabama did not play. I mean, that's. I mean, they just went through a playoff run. I'm not going to blame those kids, and those guys are going to be first-round picks, at least from a talent perspective. I'm not going to whine about that. Uh, Tackers McKinley, uh, he's having surgery on his torn labrum, which seems to be a, a big deal. Uh, Tackers McKinley from UCLA, because, uh, I mean, that's basically the dif- difference between Vic Beasley having four sacks uh, last season and leading the NFL in sacks this year, right? Yep. Uh, yep. but, but I mean, Beasley never had surgery on it. He just kind of needed an off season to heal it and get it stronger again. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Tack is actually going to get surgery. I, I just, I just know he's, he's, he's sitting out the senior bowl and he's thinking about if he wants to get surgery, uh, before or after the combine. All right. Uh, Taco Charlton from Michigan. Uh, he declines. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. These are guys who decline. Oh, oh, right. Um, so Marcus Walker from Florida State, I don't know why he's declining. I mean, maybe he's scared of getting exposed, but that's not a guy who should be able to uh, call his shots like that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then Devontae Fields from Louisville, uh, it sounds like he kind of got lost in the shuffle, kind of like uh, quarterback Tom Savage did a couple years ago, where uh, the Shrine game didn't offer him because he didn't think they didn't think that he was going to be available, but then the Senior Bowl never came calling. So he kind of kind of in limbo type situation so i wonder if if one of these guys get hurt maybe Devonte fields or uh dietrich wise a kid from arkansas he's a, he's another big dude um he did well at the shrine game uh ewan price is probably the biggest name as far as the pass rushers from the shrine game uh but he and i think he left practice after like the first practice and he was hurt so i don't know if that's a guy that the senior pool wants to end up calling yeah uh so moving on to the uh interior guys I think the the biggest name here is uh, Jaleel Johnson from Iowa. I, I know I, I've been pretty excited about what he's done uh, when I when I watched him recently. I, I think you know he, I think he's going to be a guy, a guy that has uh, a Sheldon Rankins type rise, uh, like uh, like Rankins did last year at the Senior Bowl. Because I mean Rankins was just for the two days he was at practice, he was just killing dudes like just murder dudes. Murder dudes. It was funny uh, Rankins and then uh, what's his name. The kid, uh, Hargraves. Yeah, uh, Hargrave. Hargrave. On that last day. He, he came in with a, with a jersey that had no name on it and a, and white, a helmet. white helmet. And I was like, who is that? And they're like, it's Javon Hargrave. And I was like, he's about to fucking ruin these linemen. Oh, and people yeah. don't even know. Yeah. I think the uh, the other guy that's that's uh, pretty talented outside of Julio Johnson, I think Johnson's like head and shoulders the best. But Carlos Watkins can play. He's from Clemson. I think he was a late ad this week. Um the one dude that I think is really getting overhyped is Montrevious Adams from Auburn. And yep. I think it's just a, maybe because he's been in the spotlight for a few years now. I think he was a pretty big name recruit coming out of high school. And he, he's made some splash plays for Auburn. But when you go back and watch, he really doesn't do anything consistently well. You know, his hands aren't very good. His pad level sucks. He's stiff. But every, you know, every, uh, like, 10 drives, when you watch him, he'll give you a play where it lines up perfectly where he can just come straight forward and he's you know pretty explosive in a straight line but outside of that he, he doesn't really do anything else 
Um, Dalvin Thompson from Alabama, he's a, he was a solid nose tackle for them this year. Um, yep. I, I, run I, stopper. Yeah. Run stopper. That's 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 your run stopper in this in this of this group. Yeah. I, I don't think he's as good as Jerron Reed was last year, but no. he, he's 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 got a, a nice little role as as like a, a depth nose tackle in the NFL. And the other dudes like. People have been, get, been getting excited about this guy, Larry Ogunjobi, who will be called Larry from Charlotte for the week. Uh, he He's a Conference USA guy. I don't really think he's that talented or that special. Um, another guy who's who's gotten some hype that I don't see it with is Tanzel Smart from Tulane. I, I just think... No. I, uh, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw a game of him, and I was like, uh, fuck, yeah, no. Yeah. No. I, I saw a game. It was, I, I, saw, I watched two games, and it was like, eh. This this guy's just extremely. Mediocre. I saw a game and people were like sleeper top one hundred, and I was like, "There's like I don't know if this guy's gonna get drafted." And that's no knock on the dude. Like it's just like, yeah. Why do you guys have to elevate guys like this? Uh, there's also uh, on the North team a kid from USC. He's he he's a guy who I believe is gonna turn twenty five years old soon. He was like third stringer at Utah. Ended up transferring USC as a grad transfer. Uh, he has six vowels in his name and a apostrophe. So he's gonna go by Stevie. Stevie from USC. Stevie, three hundred twenty pounds. That's it. like Stevie nose tackle from yeah. USC. And uh, I think the last guy. There's two guys of note that are left. Chris Wormley from Michigan, who's I, I think he's just a good, solid, all around defensive lineman. I think you can kind of play him inside and out. He he kind of got overshadowed by Taco Charlton and Jabril Peppers this year and Jordan Lewis, but he's been a he's been a solid player from Michigan for two or three years now. And uh, the last big name guy is. Eddie Vanderdose from UCLA, who has, I mean, I honestly have not watched a UCLA game outside of the Texas A&M game earlier this year, so I don't really have a, a take on him. But you know, he he's, he was a five star recruit, and people online seem to like him still. So that that's going to be a guy you want to watch out for this week. Uh, as far as the inside linebackers go, because basically every outside linebacker on the roster, you can at least consider a pass rusher. I mean, even even uh, what's his name from uh, Temple is listed as a inside linebacker on the roster right now, uh, Hassan Riddick. So I mean, he's a dude that people he he lined up at the end. So like they're they really like every linebacker, every true linebacker in this game is 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 registered as an inside linebacker. Um, the North squad is Riddick, two D two players, and a dude named Ben from Michigan. Ben G. Dion? I don't know. I don't know nothing. Uh, I've, I haven't seen a single snap of those two D2 guys, and I didn't know the name of that Michigan guy until I looked it up. Yeah, like the only the only linebacker – I've seen Harvey Lange from BYU, but like – like I've seen like his name, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's a guy who I'm I'm aware he exists in this in this universe. And Ben Boulware from Clemson, who's the guy who caped up for uh, PP touch on his team. Oof. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, we don't we don't play that around here. I, no. I, I actually think uh, the only guy that I've really besides Boulware, the only guy that I've really seen enough to have takes on is Duke Riley, and it looks like he's going to be, uh, you know, the next guy in line from those from those LSU linebackers. Like we had. Quan Alexander, then Deion Jones, and I think Duke Riley is a guy that could rise to like late day two if he has a solid week. Uh, I thought he had a really good game versus Alabama, and uh, another good game versus Florida too. So he's wearing uh, the number zero, so that's a power move. Oh yeah, he better be a stud this week. Super power move. Uh, as far as the cornerbacks on the north side, I think the names that I can 
talk about intelligently are Jordan Lewis. He's a short cornerback from Michigan. He's very efficient. Uh, Desmond King, he's probably more of like your traditional cover two corner, right? He end, yeah. might end up playing safety. He's very good in the ground game. Um, and then uh, the kid from Colorado whose name I can't say. Chiadobi. Yeah, Shidobi. I don't know. Chidobi. I ended up watching a lot of Colorado because uh, Oregon stole their defensive coordinator because they're rich bullies now. So I ended up watching them. <laughs> that, that kid can play. He can play. I wonder what he measures in. And in uh, I think another guy to keep an eye on is Razil Douglas. I remember before the season started, uh, Chris Brown at Smart Football, he was really hyping this kid up as a Juco uh, guy before the season even started. And he, I mean, for, from the West Virginia fans in our chat, uh, Tony and Dylan, they said this kid's a beast. And I mean, I'm huh. not going to suggest, I'm not going to subject myself to West Virginia football. So I'll take Chris <laughs> Brown and. Uh, Dylan and Tony at their words. So I'm kind of excited to see what this guy does. 6'2", 203. Uh, maybe he can run and maybe he's like the next prototype NFL corner. Uh, on the south side, I think the biggest names are probably Corn Elder. He's a, another undersized cornerback from Miami. Uh, Cameron Sutton, who some people were talking about as a first-round type of cornerback at one point. Uh, he's from Tennessee. And Tredavious White, who... Tredavious White had a lot of hype, and then he kind of had a bad junior season, and it seems it seems at least uh, cornerbacks take a incredible amount of time to uh, look at, at least from uh, like broadcast, you know, broadcast games and things like that. So I really, yeah. I can't really talk about these cornerbacks very much. Uh, but it seems like everyone has said that Tredavious White has had a huge bounce back season. So that that's something to keep an eye on. Um, if you're looking at numbers, at least for measurements. Um, like half the league at this point is basically subscribed to like the Seattle Green Bay philosophy of drafting cornerbacks, and you basically need to be like what is it? Five, it's over five ten and a half. Yeah. Uh, if you're under that, bad. You you're considered a small corner, and it's just like straight up off the board. Um, but if you're above that, you're good money. It doesn't matter if you're like five ten, five ten five, right? Or if you're like six four. Yeah, and I I I, I kind of think some good players get snubbed that way, but. It's the nature of the game right now. Yep. It's All about right. batting percentages, man. Safeties. I'm looking through this list. I know zero names on the north side. I know who Justin Evans is on the south. Yeah, I, I can't say anything about these safeties. I, I I haven't watched any of these guys. Safeties are fake until after the combine. Most skill positions are fake until after the combine. <laughs> uh, I mean, we already covered that. the long snapper, the one long snapper that I know, the yeah. kid from Alabama. Uh, that's it. That's, that's the only real uh, – that's the only real special teamer that we're going to acknowledge this whole week. It's yeah, called Omaza. If you uh, if you expect us to give takes on punters and kickers, just stop listening to the podcast right now and never come back. Ever, ever, ever. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap up this Senior Bowl little short preview. We'll be back next week with our best friend of the podcast, Josh Norris. Uh, hopefully we can convince him to do a little live show with us that uh, will be uploaded onto SoundCloud and iTunes later. And we'll be back in a few days live from Mobile, Alabama. See you guys then. Go Packers.